Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, which is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, we are going to continue our discussion on company culture with Chad Johnson, owner of Trust Components of Washington in Tumwater, Washington. Chad, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Sean. It's great to be back, and I can't wait to share. So speaking of that, in our last episode, you established why you needed to go through a wholesale culture change at your company. So how did you feel that process went? You got into it a little bit, but like, did that go smoothly, as smoothly as you wanted to, or was it a pretty rocky experience as you were going through it? Oh boy, it was not smooth. And without any exaggeration, we literally had a mutiny. So we have a, an employee who I would say is a bit of a leader out in the shop. And all of the rest of the employees came to him and they all had their grievances and requested a meeting with the intention of trying to oust my new production manager at the time, production manager. And uh, so we heard their grievances and we let them know that duly noted, but this is the direction we're going. And so at that time, most of them kind of grudgingly fell in line. They had families to take care of and needed a job and that sort of thing. But a lot of them left after a short period following it. Okay. And so that's a lot of pain to go through, right? It, it was more than either of us probably fully understood going into it. Yes. However, as you alluded to in the, the previous episode, there's been a number of benefits that you have realized. I'm wondering if you can get into some of those and sort of talk about what's been the return on the investment of all of that blood, sweat, and tears. So there have been many benefits. We talked a little bit about safety and injuries in the last episode. And just as a for instance, we were reporting roughly 12 injuries a year before we started our culture change. And these are pretty decent injuries, decent lacerations, shoulder injuries, stuff like that. And we've reduced that down from 12 to about four per year. So and of course, my goal would be zero, but I believe we're headed in the right direction. I can bring a client through my plant with no notice and give them a tour and just show off what a great operation we have. And I get comments from clients afterwards talking about, wow, that was a great tour. What you guys do here is really cool. And I just love how your employees are smiling and say hi as we go through. And so that's, that's very gratifying. Our turnover is definitely lower. As a matter of fact, just a few years ago, we essentially turned over our entire production staff. And I will have to say that it's easy to focus on operations as we have a conversation like this, but a culture is a company-wide thing. And we had to turn over some office staff. I, I eventually had to turn over a salesperson who was very successful. And so a few things that I didn't realize would be an end result of this, but now that the shift has taken place, I've got people who are hitting one year, three year, five year anniversaries. Whereas before that was, it was very seldom that people made it much more than a year in the culture that we had. We've 
broken down silos. My salespeople know the names of the people that work out in the production facility. It's just, it's really one big team as opposed to several small teams or just a whole bunch of people that are only interested in themselves. Wow, Chad, that is all very impressive and clearly valuable. One thing you didn't touch upon, which we wrote a recent article on in the magazine, is you also have been able to greatly diversify your workforce too, right? Like you're not just a place of employment that attracts alpha males anymore, right? You are attracting a much broader slice of the population, right? Yeah, absolutely. We Right now, Grace is the one that was in the article and she is a jig lead out in our plant. Both of my daughters have worked here, and I think that probably says a bit. My youngest daughter worked summers out in the plant and built an awful lot of trusses. We have females in our sales department, and just generally what we're working toward is a staffing here throughout the whole plant that is representative of the region that we're in. So Chad, let me ask you, looking back, hindsight is always twenty twenty. what would you have done differently to go from where you were to get to where you are now? Yeah, that's a good one. Probably the biggest thing that I would focus on is I would have spent time casting the vision, talking more before we actually started the culture shift itself, just discussing the culture with the people, finding out a little bit more about what they might like to have as the ideal place to work. Because my guess is that even a lot of the people that ended up leaving because they were being pushed into a new, a newer culture, they might have chosen that same culture that we ended up with if it would have been more their idea. There, besides that, there are some people that I kept on for way too long. It's pretty easy in a tight labor market to feel like it's going to be tough to get the job done without and on board. But the reality is that one person who is toxic or not pulling their weight is causing more of a disruption and creating a lack of productivity. And once that element is out, the people that are still still here will get more done. So we talked about the benefits that you are currently realizing, which are significant. But as you look towards the years ahead and your goals for growth, how does this change in culture set you up to actually be able to achieve your goals and have greater success? Yeah, you bet. So our staff at this point is all about growth. As a matter of fact, our first principle in our trust components way is that we define success as growing people. And so everyone is accustomed to being pushed a bit and having high expectations on acceptance and full development. Like I said before, it's not just what happens in the plant but it's more of a holistic approach. And so our hope is that as we grow and develop here, it'll positively impact families and that sort of thing. So if you've got family members seeing positive change in the person who's working here at Trust Components, they're going to be supportive of them, which leads to the person who's here doing even better. We attract fantastic candidates now. We have people applying that we would love to hire probably more than we're able to because we're just getting great candidates coming our direction. And then the ones that we do hire, they tend to stick around quite a bit longer. So that, that cuts down on our training time. Yeah. And on top of all that, we just 
we'd get more done for every hour that we work. When you have a group that's working together as a team and looking out for each other's needs, the bottom line is easier to meet because they're more productive without all the garbage that comes along with that bad culture. Chad, you may be the first component manufacturer who's ever told me that they had to turn away candidates that they'd prefer to hire. I think that says something. Yeah. Well, and so we all want to grow so we can hire more of those people. Okay. So let's end with some advice. What would you tell other component manufacturers who may have been listening to these last two episodes? And somewhere in there, you said something that made them realize that they too might want to address some issues within their company with regards to culture. What would you tell them is a place that they should start or what they should do first? Yeah. Again, that's the tough question and it's not a hard question to to ask. And it's pretty easy to answer, but it's probably the toughest one to actually follow through on. And that's the fact that it has to start at the top. So you can't expect that the people that you have working for you are going to act one way while you act another. And so that was, that was something that I needed to learn and embrace and, and be an example personally. I had a lot of growing to do. I knew that I didn't like our culture, but when we started making that shift, which was, I believe it was 2016 when we really just started getting into that. And so several years have gone by, but I wasn't the same person then that I am now. And if I was still that person, I don't think that I could have led our culture to where it is at this point. If you don't mind, I'd recommend a, a couple of books that made a big difference in in my growth. Several of them by Pat Lencioni at the Table Group. One of them is um, The Ideal Team Player. The Five Dysfunctions of a Team is another one. He's got a great group of books that really opened my eyes to how to have a good culture, good teamwork, what to look for in people. I will also say that semantics are important. So in our male-dominated industry, here's something I hear all the time is salesmen. But if you if you don't want your whole sales staff to be men, you might want to start saying sales rep or salesperson or something like that. And it's little details like that they can just slip through so easily. But like I said, it's gotta it's gotta come from the top and the words that you use are real important. And then probably the The toughest thing, which maybe I alluded to a little bit, but one needs to be held accountable to a high standard. One of the things that we do here is throughout our entire plant, we don't have a janitorial staff for our bathrooms. And every person that works in our plant has a day that they're assigned to clean one of the five bathrooms that we have. And so no one at the company, from me down to the person that's brand new, as any better than anyone else, we all have our day to clean the bathroom. And we keep it nice and clean because we know that tomorrow might be the day that we clean it. So there you go. That's a great best practice. I love that. Chad, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, Sean. Thanks for having me on. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SPCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.